ओनो मित्र संवरुण सन्नोत्मा सन्न इंद्र बृहस्पति सन्नो विष्णुक्रम नमो ब्रह्मणे नमस्ते वायमे प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्मसी प्रत्यक्ष ब्रह्म वदिष्या वदिष्या सत्यम वदिष्या तन्मावतो वक्तरमवतो अवतु मवतु वक्तरम शातेशनावतो सहनोभुन सह वीकह तेजस्वीतमस्तुम विद्विषा वह यंदुसमृषभ विश्व छंदोभ्योध्यमृतासंबूव समेन्द्र मेधया स्पृणत अमृत सेवधारण भूयास शरीर मे विचर्षण जिह्वा मे मधुमत्तम कर्णाभ्यांभूरी विश्रुव ब्रह्मण कौशोसी मेधया पिता श्रुत मे गोपाय अहम वृक्षरेवा कीर्ति पृष्ठंगिरेवाधपवित्रवाजिनी वस्वृतमस्मी द्रविण गुंस वर्चस सुमेधा अमृत क्षित इदेत्रिशंकोर्वेदाचनम शाते शाते शाति पूर्णमद पूर्णमद पूर्णमुदच्यते पूर्ण से पूर्णमादय पूर्णमेव वशिष्य शाते शाते शाति श्रुतिस्मृतिपुरा आलय करुणाल नमा भगवत्दशंकोकशंक शंकराचार्य वंबादरायण सूत्रभाष्यकृत वंदे भगवतनःश्वरो गुरुरात्मेदे मूर्तिभेद विभागिने 
व्योमेहाय दक्षिणमूर्त नम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अखंडम सच्चिदानंदम अवांगनसगोचरम अवांगनसगोचरम आत्मखिलाधारम आत्मखिलाधारम आश्रय भीष्ट आश्रय भीष्ट अर्थतोप्यद्वयानंदनंदन अतीतद्वैतभानत अतीतद्वैतभानत गुरूनाध्य वेद गुरूनाध्य वेद सारम वक्ष्ये यथामदे सारम वक्ष्ये यथामदे आवृतस्यात्मन कर्तृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्वृत्व
So any, any notion about the self which involves the sense of individuality is, or any notion which involves the sense of limitation is called samsara. That is dukkha. Really, even when a person says, I am happy, that happiness is always limited. And with reference to the limitless happiness of self is, even that also should be called only unhappiness. In that sense also, because of that avarana sakti, the vikshepa, the projection, the superimposition in the form of various complexes and notions, that sambhavana, vibhavati, that possibility arises. Shankaracharya gives illustration in Viveka Sudamani. How, in a weather like this, when the sun is covered by clouds, how that wind torments the people. When you're walking on the street or on the road, how that wind torments you because the sun is covered by the clouds. The cold wind comes. When the clouds clear out and the sun starts shining brightly, somehow that very wind becomes pleasant. That very wind which was chilly and cold and as you said, tormenting the people who are walking on the road, that very wind becomes pleasant in presence of the bright sun. So when the sun was veiled, that's the veiling power, when it was veiled by the clouds, then alone that wind which sends, which, which tends to the Vikshepa Shakti or the projecting power, that will torment a person. Otherwise, in absence of avaranam or in absence of that veiling, that projection doesn't do anything. <coughs> so that is the Vikshepa Shakti. And what does the Vikshepa Shakti do? Says in the passage 54 Vikshepa Shakti Stu Yatha Rajvagnanam Svavrata Rajav Svashaktya Sarpadikam Pudbhavati Evam Ajnanam Api Svavrutatmani Svashaktya Akashadiprapancham Udbhavati Tadrusham Samarthyam Taduktam Vikshepa Shaktir Lingadi Brahmandantam Jagatsrajet Nantam Jagatsrajet Iti Vikshepa Shaktistu now, talking about Vikshepa Shakti, the second power of ignorance called the power of projection or also the power of creation. This is the kind of creation that is accepted in Vedanta. Vedantins will say that any kind of a creation is comparable to the creation of snake upon the rope. That's all that there is, that is I mean, that is all that creation is about, nothing more than that. And therefore, that projection of the snake also is called the creation of the snake because Every creation is of, of that nature. So we do not say that the snake is non-existent, as I said the other day, because we perceive it, we experience it. And we don't say that the snake is, 
because when you go near there or show the torchlight, then the snake is no more there. But we say that some kind of a snake is created. So upon the rope, some kind of a snake is created. Not a real snake. Not a non-existent snake. Yet kinchidati, some kind of a snake. Bhava rupam is some kind of an existence. Not a reality, but not non-existent either. Some kind of a snake is created. This kind of creation is accepted by Vedantins. That creation is called Mithya. And then the whole creation at any place is compared with the creation of the snake. And therefore, creation itself is Mithya. Wherever there is creation, it is Mithya. It is unreal. For the very simple reason that Brahman, which we say, from which, from Brahman alone, this whole universe is created, that Brahman is not capable of undergoing any transformation, therefore, there cannot be real creation. <coughs> so, Vikshepa Shakti is too. This Vikshepa Shakti is the power of projection. On the other hand, <coughs> Yatharajju Agnyanam Suavradarajju Swashaktya Sarpadikam Udhavadi Yatharajju Agnyanam Just as ignorance of the wearing power of the rope Suavradarajju Swashaktya So just as the wearing power upon the rope Swashaktya by its power Sarpadikam Udhavadi How that wearing power creates things such as snake or a garland or a stick so these various kind of things can be created by the veiling power of the rope, which is the ignorance of the rope. So how the ignorance is a shakti? How ignorance is power? That is very important to note. How the ignorance of the rope has a power to create the snake. That's called power. So ignorance has power. Wherever power is, there is ignorance also. But then ignorance has power. Therefore that power is called maya often. Like the power of a magician who creates things where nothing is there. And therefore, that power of ignorance sometimes is called maya. So, Vikshaya Prakti also is sometimes called maya. <coughs> Swashaktiya Sarpadikam Udbhavadi How, therefore, how this veiling power ignorance creates this thing such as snake by its power. Evam Agnyanavapi And so also the ignorance of the self. Svavrtatmani Upon the self which is concealed by itself Swashaktya by its power, Akashadi Prapanjam Udbhavati. And similarly also the ignorance of the self by the power creates this whole prapancha, the whole universe beginning from space. So the prakriya or the, the process of creation that is generally accepted in Vedanta is this model of the five elements where the space is the subtlest model that will be described here. And so the first element that is created is space or akasham. And then the air and then the fire and then the water and then the earth and then everything else. And so this creation is called akashadi. Akashaha adhi yasya tat akashadi. So that creation for which akasha the space is the first, is the beginning. So that which begins with the creation of space. That is called the universe. So this whole universe beginning from space, ending up to a blade of grass, all of that is created by the ignorance of the self. Tadrasam samarthyam. Imagine, the samarthya or the power of the ignorance is to create this whole universe. Just as the power of ignorance of the rope was to create the snake, and so also the power of ignorance of the self is to create the whole universe beginning from space. Hard to believe. 
Can you imagine that this wonderful world, such huge, such vast creation, is all a product of ignorance? It, it's hard to believe. Ignorance which has no substance. Ignorance of the robe has no substance. That creates a snake which can be very poisonous and which can be threatening. But there is no substance in that snake. And so also we have apparently a very tangible creation in front of us. And understand that creation, when we use that word, also includes our own body, mind and everything. That creation is product of ignorance. Meaning it has no substance, it is an appearance. Snake is not a substantial creation. It is an appearance. And so also, so whatever is created as a result of appearance cannot be real, has to be an... I mean, whatever is created as a result of ignorance cannot be real, has to be an appearance. Just a snake cannot be real because created from the ignorance of the robe. And so also, the whole universe is created from the ignorance of the self. And therefore, the whole universe also enjoys the same degree of reality that that rope, uh, that the snake enjoys. Tadrusham <coughs> Samarthyam. This is Samarthya or this is a power that ignorance has, a projecting power is like this. Taduktam. And in support of this statement, the author quotes from another text known as Drugdrasya Viveka or Vakya Sudha. Vikshepa Shaktir Lingadi Brahmanantam Jagatsrajet. Vikshepa Shaktihi. This power of projection. Lingadi Brahmanantam Jagat Srujet. This power of projection, Jagat Srujet, creates the whole universe. Lingadi, beginning from the subtle body to Brahmanda to the whole gross creation. This process will be described, but the quotation says that it is this power of projection which creates the whole universe, beginning from the subtle, the first subtle creation, right up to the grossest manifestation. And that is the power of projection. So, thus, ignorance has been now further described. Earlier it was said, Sarasadhyam anirvachaniyam trigunatmakam bhavrupam jnanavirodhi yatkinchiditvadanti, etc. So, what was earlier said to be anirvachaniyam, that which cannot be explained or cannot be defined, that which is of the nature of three gunas, that is some kind of an existence, that very ignorance has this twofold power, the power to veil and the power to project. <coughs> All right, having now talked about ignorance, here there is a long discussion in this text where a question is asked whether this Atma or the Self, which is Shuddha Chaitanyam Turiyam, the force, the pure awareness, pure intelligence or Brahman, which is limitless, changeless, kimātmā charācharātmaka prapanchasya nimitta kāranam upādāna kāranam va. Is this self or ātmā or Brahman? Is it nimitta kāranam? Is it the intelligent cause, upādāna kāranam va, or is it the material cause? Now, the question is, God or Brahman or the self, which is pure intelligence, is it the, and we, you call it Jagat Karanam, the cause of the creation. So we call Brahman or Self the cause of creation. The question is, is Brahman or the Self, is it the Nimitta Karanam, the efficient cause, or Upadana Karanam, material cause? 
like a pot maker is it the nimitta karanam intelligent cause or like the clay it is a material cause this question is asked and and both of these things seem to be difficult to explain as we said there's a basic difficulty in explaining how brahman that is limitless can ever give rise to the creation that is limited how can brahman the limitless become the cause of the creation because as you said yesterday for brahman to become cause it must undergo some transformation to become the creation whereas that's our experience that cause such as clay undergoes transformation to become pot and brahman being limitless changeless free from modification cannot undergo transformation and therefore how can the creation come from brahman and the question is that the product of the creation always reflects the qualities of cause the effect always reflects or exhibits the qualities of the cause if we make ornaments from gold then those ornaments will exhibit the properties of gold if you make a pot from the clay then the, the pot will exhibit the properties of clay and similarly also if you say that brahman is the material cause of this creation then this creation should very much exhibit the attributes or qualities of brahman brahman is chaitanyam conscious atma is conscious and if that is the material cause of this creation then this creation should also be conscious but what is the nature of the objects in the creation they are all inert they are not conscious of themselves nor are they conscious of anything else so everything in the universe is inert how can brahman which is conscious be the cause of the inert creation the material cause because the effect the material cause must get reflected in the effect also that's another question how can brahman that is conscious be the material cause of the universe that is inert doesn't make sense how can brahman that is limitless be the cause at all of anything because for something to be cause it must necessarily undergo some change or transformation brahman cannot undergo transformation because it is changeless it is one without a second and therefore how can brahman be the cause and if it is cause how can it be the material cause because material cause must necessarily get reflected in the effect and then the effect would be expected to be conscious whereas we find that the effect in the universe is inert so all these questions are there and therefore those questions are now being discussed explained the verse 55 says shakti dvayavat अज्ञानोपहित चैतन्य स्वधानतया निपाधी प्रधानतया उपादानी शक्तिवत अज्ञानोपहित चैतन्यम चैतन्यम मीनिंग अवेरनेस कॉन्शियसनेस सेल्फ और ब्रह्मन प्योर इंटेलिजेंस इट इज प्योर इंटेलिजेंस इज नीदर द मटीरियल कॉज नॉट द एफिशियंट कॉज बिकॉज प्योर इंटेलिजेंस के नॉट बी द कॉज सॉरी सेक्तिवत अज्ञानोपहित चैतन्यम 
that pure consciousness upahitam associated with agnyanam, the ignorance. And what's the ignorance? Shakti dvayavat, possessed of this twofold power of veiling and projection. So there was Chaitanya with the consciousness associated with ignorance, which is possessed of this twofold power of veiling and, and projection. So that qualified consciousness, or consciousness in association with this ignorance, becomes the cause. Consciousness is not directly the cause of the creation. Neither can we call it material cause, nor can we call it efficient cause. But it gains a designation of cause only because of association with ignorance. So really speaking, it is ignorance which is the immediate cause. What we call the immediate material cause of the universe is ignorance. Sometimes called maya. Because as I said earlier, the ignorance consists of the three gunas, sattva, rajas and tamas. And therefore, it is subject to modification. So, the need that the material cause should undergo the modification to become the effect, that need can be satisfied only by ignorance. So, it is ignorance which is the material cause of the universe. So, imagine what is the material, what is this universe made up of? All the substances, the very tangible things of the world, what are they made up of? They are made of ignorance. Material cause is ignorance. Very hard to believe. Ignorance is no substance. Ignorance is not a thing. Ignorance is not a thing actually. It is a tangible thing. As I said earlier, you cannot even define it whether it is there or not there. And that is the material cause of the universe. How do we say that? Because the qualities of the material cause should get reflected or should be exhibited throughout in the effect. Therefore we find that this creation which is the effect also, no object really can be said to be his or is not. Just as ignorance could not be defined, nothing in the world can also be defined whether it is there or not there. If a thing is there, if it is real, it should always remain what it is, which it does not. And if it is not there, it cannot be perceived, but it is perceived. And therefore, everything in the universe can be perceived, can be experienced, therefore we cannot say it is not there, but that it never retains its nature, it constantly keeps on changing or giving up its nature. And therefore, we cannot say that it really is. <coughs> and that is, our, that is Vedanta that the material cause or the very substance of the universe is ignorance as far as the material cause is concerned. So, however still we say that it is not the ignorance that is the cause, we say that Chaitanyam Nimittam Bhavati. This text says that Chaitanyam or the uh, Brahman is the material cause. Why do we say Brahman is material cause? Because without Brahman or the self which is conscious, the ignorance cannot be effective. The illustration is given just as in the presence of a magnet, how the iron filings get as though energized and they start moving. How in the presence of electricity, the fan and the motor, they all start rotating. And similarly also, only in the presence of the self, that this ignorance become as though enlivened. It becomes as though energized and that is how 
the process of creation, sustenance, dissolution, they take place. So inasmuch as ignorance, with all its power of concealing and projection, cannot function unless it derives that functioning energy from consciousness. So in presence of consciousness, in presence of awareness, this ignorance gets as though enlivened and it, it creates. So from that standpoint we say that the Chaitanyam is a cause. I should have brought, I don't have it here, but we used to have a music box, you know. We must have seen that. Um, a little music box, plastic, with some mechanism inside, with a solar battery. So if you hold that music box against the light, either solar light or even the light of the bulb, then the music will start. If you withdraw it from the light, then the music stops. And when you hold it in front of the light, the music starts. So what happens in front of the light, in presence of the light, that solar battery gets energized, some current is created, and that drives a small little motor inside, and then it hits those hammers, and that's how the musical sound is created. So that becomes a very beautiful illustration to illustrate this. So, all the mechanism is in the music box. All the music also is in the music box. But in absence of the light, the music box is inert, is insentient, is incapable of doing anything. Only when you hold that music box in front of the light, that in the presence of the light, the music box gets enlivened and starts producing the music. Similarly also this maya or the ignorance, which has all the power within itself, is incapable of functioning by itself because it is inert and only in presence of the self or in the presence of the awareness that the maya gets enlivened and all its creation potential becomes manifest. So therefore we say that when that music box is creating music, it is because of what? We say that it is because of light that this music is. You know the light does not sing. And without the music box, the light would not have produced the music. The music is produced only when the association is there. So the light associated with the music box produces the music. So who is the cause for the, which is the cause of the music? The music box alone cannot be the cause because it cannot produce music. The light alone also cannot be the cause of music because light itself also cannot produce. Only when light is associated with the music box, that the music is. Just as electricity in the tungsten filament, that when electricity in association with tungsten filament manifests light. So light is created by what? We may say that light is created by tungsten filament, but you cannot say because tungsten filament alone cannot create light. Nor can you say that electricity has created light because without the association of tungsten filament, even electricity also cannot create the light. So electricity in association with tungsten filament produces light. So light is created by electricity in association with tungsten filament. The music is created by light in association with the music box. Music box is all maya. Maya means all the creation power is in that box. But that creation power is, is incapable of doing anything unless it receives a blessing of what we call the light. Not that the light has to do anything. It's merely the presence of the light 
So it's merely the presence of the light that the music box starts functioning. And so it, we may say that it is a light which is the cause of the music. Light is the material cause as well as the efficient cause of the music, we may say. Even though direct material cause of music is the music box, because light actually rotates and the music is produced. But indirectly, light also can be called the cause, because without the light, the music box cannot function. Like electricity functioning through a fan. Who is rotating? We may say the fan is rotating. The motor is rotating. Well, the motor cannot rotate unless it has the blessing, or unless it is energized by electricity. Nor can electricity rotate unless it is in association with a fan. So it is the association of electricity and fan which creates what we call the rotating movement. And similarly also, it is Brahman in association with Maya or in association with ignorance that creates the whole universe. So presence of Brahman is required, then alone ignorance or Maya can become enlivened and then alone all its creative power becomes manifest. So we may say that maya or ignorance is the immediate material cause and Brahman or the consciousness is the indirect material cause. For which there are words in Vedanta. Which words will come later on? The immediate material cause or the primary material cause is called Parinami Upadana Karanam. Cause means Karanam. Material cause Upadana Karanam. And the primary material cause, Parinami Upadana Karanam. The material cause that undergoes transformation is called Parinami Upadana Karanam. <coughs> Parinama means transformation. Upadana means material. Karanam means cause. So Parinami Upadana Karanam. The material cause that undergoes transformation. So that cause is Agnanam or ignorance. And Chaitanyam or awareness. So awareness or Chaitanyam or Brahma is called Vivarta Upadana Karanam. Vivarta. Vivarta means the uh, the material cause which without undergoing transformation produces effect. So Again, take the case of the rope and snake. How the snake is created, how the rope, without giving up its nature, becomes the cause of the snake. So there also, the primary material cause of the creation of snake, we would say, is ignorance of the snake. But in as much as ignorance, ignorance of the rope, in as much as ignorance cannot be unless the rope is, therefore, rope is considered to be the cause of the snake. Rope is called the vivarta karanam. Vivarta means that cause which does not undergo change or transformation. So just as rope without undergoing transformation creates a snake, so also Brahman or the self without undergoing change or transformation creates this universe. So very important is, even though God creates the universe, He does not become the universe. <coughs> so Brahman is the cause of the universe without undergoing any change or transformation. The change takes place in what we call Maya or Avidya. So 
So avidya here or agnyanam is the parinami upadana karanam and the chaitanyam is vivarta upadana karanam. <coughs> In short, Brahman or chaitanyam is what we call abhinna nimitta upadana karanam. Brahman is both the nimitta karanam, the intelligent cause, as well as upadana karanam, the material cause. So the expression is abhinna nimitta upadana karanam. Abhinna, which is not separate, nimitta, the efficient, upadana means material cause, it is both the efficient and the material cause. <coughs> and therefore, what can be the nature of this creation? So creation such as this can never be real. It can only be a projection. It can only be an appearance. Just a snake can never be real. If the rope is the cause of the snake and the rope does not undergo any transformation, then the snake cannot be real. Creation such as this has to be projection or appearance. Therefore, often to explain the nature of creation, the illustration of dream is given. So how the dreamer who is a conscious being becomes the cause of the dream creation. I, I am the conscious being, I am the self. I am the cause of the dream world. Without really undergoing any transformation, I become the whole dream world. That shows that the dream world is not a real world, it is a projection or an appearance. And similarly also, the universe, the waking world that we are talking about, also is a projection. And that's the only kind of creation there can be. And all the Vedantic texts, on all the Upanishads, they give elaborate stories about the creation often, but only to show that the creation is unreal. So the purport of describing the creation of the Upanishad is to show its unreality. And then only Brahman can be what we call, Brahman can be what it is. Purna madaha, Purna midam. Adaha that Brahman also is complete. Idam, the universe also is complete. Because universe is complete from the standpoint of its substratum. So it is said here, Shakti Dvayavat Agnyano Pahitam Chaitanyam Svapradhanadaya Nimittam Svapradhanadaya From the standpoint, from its own standpoint of namely awareness, that very Brahmahada Chaitanyam becomes Nimitta Karanam, becomes efficient cause, because efficient cause must always be intelligent. Part maker is the efficient cause, and that efficient cause must necessarily be a conscious being. Because clay which is inert cannot form itself into a part, you require a conscious being to form the clay into a part, and therefore the efficient cause must necessarily be a conscious being. A conscious being who is intelligence. And therefore that consciousness here is Brahman. Therefore we say that Brahman is the efficient cause or intelligent cause from its own standpoint of intelligence. So Prasanataya from its own standpoint of intelligence, Brahman is the efficient cause. So upadi pradhanataya upadhananche bhavati. And from the standpoint of its own upadi, meaning agnyanam, that Brahman is called the upadana karanam or material cause. <coughs> An illustration is given in the next passage. 
says about the passage 56. Yatha Luta Tantukaryam Prati Swapradhanataya Nimittam Swasharira Pradhanataya Upadanancha Bhavati Yatha Luta Luta means a spider. Just as a spider, tantukaryam prati, tantukarya, the, the, the tantu means the thread, the web. So how the spider creates a web? And therefore, the, as far as with reference to the web, how the spider swapradhanadaya nimittam bhavati, that spider can be called nimittam or the intelligent cause or efficient cause of that spe- of that web. Svasharira pradhanadaya upadanancha bhavati. So here the Vedantins give this illustration of a spider. Spider is both the material and the efficient cause for the web. You see, for for creation such as a part, you must necessarily have two causes, the efficient cause and the material cause. And our experience is that the efficient cause always is different from the material cause. Efficient cause always remains separate from the creation such as a part maker. And the material cause is that which is in and through the creation, that is the clay. And that part maker, the efficient cause requires the help of of such gadgets or machines or equipment such as a potter's wheel, etc., in order to create. So efficient cause necessarily requires some outside help in terms of some equipment. For example, if you want to weave the cloth, the the warp and woof, then you require also a weaving, uh, you know, you also require a, uh, what do you call it, the loom. So you require a loom, hand loom or a power loom, with the help of which you can weave the cloth. So weaver is the efficient cause and the cotton is the material cause and that weaver with the help of a loom then creates what we call a cloth. So efficient cause is separate, material cause is separate and the efficient cause requires the help of some equipment in order to create the the product. Here we say that Brahman is one without a second. The Shruti says that before the universe this whole universe was Brahman, one without a second. And therefore, there is only intelligence, pure intelligence. There is no material and there is no other help or machines or anything to create the universe. So where did Brahman find all this help? From its own self. So therefore, to explain how one alone can be the efficient and the material cause. So this illustration of a part and the part maker does not apply to the creation of the universe because we don't have the two factors. If the material and efficient causes are different from each other, then reality is that Brahman or Purusha is one and Prakriti the matter is the other one. But we don't say that the matter stands apart from the, the spirit. And therefore, if the reality is one without a second, you cannot have two causes, material cause, separate from efficient cause. Therefore, Brahman is both the material and the efficient cause. Then where does the material come from? 
And where did Brahman get all the other need, the necessary help to create the universe? And for that, the illustration of a spider is given. How the spider is both the material cause as well as the efficient cause of the web. Spider has the intelligence. It knows where to create the web. You know, it knows where to make that web. In such a corner where it will be, it can trap various insects. In such a corner that it will not be swept away. You never find spiders making their webs on the floor or on the lower part of the wall because they know that they'll be swept away. So the spider's webs are always in some corners where nobody can reach. So that at least a lifetime for six months or a year, you know, is assured. Usually in India, all the cleaning takes place at the time of Deepavali, around October, the festival of lights. So that's the time when everybody cleans the whole house. They clean every day, all right, but attic and all the corners of the houses are clean at the time of Deepavali. And all the cobwebs and all of them are removed at that time. But then next Deepavali, the cobwebs will be removed. So the spiders know that their lifetime of one year is, is guaranteed if they make cobwebs in those corners. So it knows where to make the web. And also it makes web in such a manner that small insects will be trapped, they will go and trap, be trapped there. That shows that the spider has the intelligence. It has a skill and the intelligence of making the web, where to make the web, how to weave that, how it weaves the web. All that intelligence the spider has, therefore, from its own standpoint, meaning from the standpoint of the fact that the spider is a conscious being, spider is called nimitta karanam or efficient cause. And the spider apparently creates a web from the saliva, which it gets from its own navel. And that alone gets transformed into those threads, and with that he weaves his web. And therefore, spider does not require an outside help to create the web. Nor does it require such machines as a loom, etc. You know, doesn't require a loom, doesn't require cotton, doesn't require any outside help in order to create the web. So this is an example. How the spider is the material cause as well as the efficient cause of the web. That's all. You may find faults with the illustration, but the illustration is this much. The spider does not need an outside help to create the web. Spider finds the material for the web from within its own self. And without the help of any loom or any kind of machine or equipment, the spider weaves the web. The spider has both the intelligence and the skill to create the web, as well as the material to create the web. Therefore we say that the spider is the material as well as the efficient cause. That's all. How is the efficient cause? Because it is an intelligent being. So from the standpoint of its intelligence or consciousness, it is efficient cause. How is the material cause? Because it finds the material within its own body. Therefore, from its body, the upadi. The body of the spider is the upadi of the spider. Swasharira pradhanataya. So with reference to its body, it becomes the material cause. So spider is abhinna nimitta upadana karanam. It is both the efficient as well as the material cause of the web. See this text here on the same page quotes a verse from Mandaka Upanishad. Mundakopanishad, the teacher describes the process of creation in this manner. To answer various questions that arise. Just as a spider creates as well as resolves. 
That's another thing also you find. If a small little spider is creating web, you know, it just hangs on its own thread. It comes down and goes up. So when it's in the process of creation like that, if there is any danger, if you touch that spider or if it finds any thread, immediately it swallows that very thread unto itself. So how the spider projects that thread from itself as well as it swallows the thread unto itself. And that is the characteristic of what we call material cause. Material cause is that from which the effects arise, by which the effects are sustained, unto which the effects go back. Famous statement of Saitri Upanishad says, Yatova imani bhutani jayande, yen jatani jivandi, yat premti avisam vishandi, tad vijignyasasva tad brahmeti. That from which all these beings have arisen, that by which all the beings are sustained, that under which all the beings go back. That is the, that is Brahman, just as clay is that from which all the parts have come out, clay is that by which the parts are sustained, and clay is that into which all the parts go back. So material cause is that from which the effect comes out, which sustains the effect, unto which the effect goes back. That is the characteristic of material cause. Meaning that effect can never be apart from the material cause at the time of creation, sustenance or dissolution. And to show that the spider is the material cause, it shows sujasrajate grannatecha, how the spider creates that thread as well as swallows it. So, the thread comes from the spider, it is sustained by the spider, it goes back into spider, in that sense it is said that spider is the material cause. And of course the spider is the intelligence to create, therefore it is also the intelligent cause. So Upanishad gives the example of spider to illustrate the point of how one cause can be both the material and the efficient cause. So this is a very important point that the Vedantic, that the Vedantic scriptures make, that God or Brahman or the Self is not merely the efficient cause or the intelligent cause that orders the creation. Let there be sun and there is sun, and let there be day and there is day, that's fine. That is the efficient cause, intelligent cause. That you make the sankalpa and the creation comes out. But there's no explanation of where the sun came from, or where the earth came from, or where all these things came from, there is no explanation. It somehow creates an impression in our mind that God is different, stands apart from the creation, He he resolves or he thinks and the creation comes. That's called sankalpa. Let there be sun. That's called sankalpa. A resolve. And the sun is. Let there be earth. Another sankalpa. Another thought or resolve. The earth is. Understand that is how the dream world is created. In the dream also we create like that. Kamam kamam yathamanyamanaha. As we say, as a desire or a thought comes, the object is created. Another thought comes, the object is created. That's how the dream creation is. But the scriptures do not describe what, who is the material cause of this creation. And therefore the impression that we are given is God created the world alright, but He stands apart from the creation, some place in heavens. He is tatastha, meaning separate from creation. And being in one place somewhere, He controls the creation. So that's the kind of impression that we always have about God. Vedanta says, no, 
not only that the God is the intelligent creation, intelligent cause, namely the creator, but is also the material cause, namely the creation. The creator also is God and the creation also is God. Very, very important. Then these questions will not arise. Mom, where was God standing before creation? That question will not arise because before creation also is God and after creation also is God. It is not that the God has to stand somewhere. The creation stands in God. Where was space before the creation of part space? <laughs> Where was space before the creation of part space? What is part space? Is nothing but an appearance. And therefore, the space is always there, whether part space is there or not. It is the part space which is sustained by the space and not the other way around. And therefore, the question of where, of course, calls for the concept of time and space, and the time and space also were not there before the creation. So Lord is that in which, in whom, the whole creation, beginning of time and space is, who sustains it, and to whom it goes back. This same verse gives another illustration. Yatha prasivyam oushadaya sambhavanti. From the earth, how the herbs and the, the plants come out. The herbs, oushadaya, the herbs, the plants, vegetables, trees, how they, how they are produced from the earth. Meaning, earth itself undergoes transformation to become this tree, etc. And therefore, the but the effect is not separate from the cause. The example of earth and trees is given. Earth is the cause of the trees and plants, and how the trees and plants, they do not stand separate from the earth, and so also the creation does not stand separate from Brahma. Yatha satah purusha Another illustration is given. The question was, the universe which is inert, so how can Brahman which is conscious be the cause of the universe that is inert? Brahman we say it is intelligent, conscious. Universe is inert. How can Brahman that is conscious be the cause of universe that is inert? For that Upanishad gives a very interesting example. Yatha satah purushat. How from the person, how from the person of the human being who is alive, keshalomani, how the hair on the head and the hair on the body, how they come from the person who is alive. Hair is inert, you know. The nails, the hair, all of these are inert things. And how they are created from the conscious being. Just an example. That a conscious being can be cause of the inert creation. So the example of the hair and the nail, etc. tells us that a conscious person can be the cause of hair, nail, etc., which are inert in the same manner also, Brahman that is conscious can be the cause of the universe that is inert. So, these are just the examples to, because we have certain fixed ideas in our mind, based on our present experiences, we have certain fixed ideas in our mind, that the uh, effect must necessarily reflect the quality of the cause, but here the effect is quite different from the cause. Effect is inert, the cause is sentient, the conscious. So this passage in short presents Atma or Brahman as the material as well as the efficient cause. Brahman becomes a material cause without undergoing transformation. A unique kind of a material cause. Ordinary material cause such as clay undergoes transformation to become effect. Brahman is the material cause of the universe 
without undergoing the transformation. Therefore, a word is coined, vivarta. Vivarta means without giving up its nature, it appears to be something else. So, Brahman, without giving up its nature, appears to be creation. <coughs> Therefore, Upanishads often also describe how God, having created the universe, entered the universe. Very commonly you hear this. We have been discussing in Panchadashi. God created the world, created the names and forms and entered. That entry shows what? The, that God is the Upadana Karanam or material cause. That He does not stand apart from the universe. God is not apart from the universe. The universe itself is God. Therefore, Vedantic teachers will say very fondly, it is not that the Vedic people, the Hindus, worship one God. The question, how many gods Hindus are worshipping, you know? Shiva also is God and Krishna also is God and Ganesha also is God and Dakshinamurti is God. Are they worshipping so many gods? No. All of these are different names or aspects of the same God. So they worship one God. Not only they worship one God, they worship only God because there is nothing but God. Therefore everything is worship. In India, even river also is worship. Mountain also is worship, trees are also worship. Of course, when the ordinary people worship, there may be blind faith, etc. But the culture is that everything is reverential. There is a lot of reverence, therefore. There is a principle, there is a concept of reverence. They look upon everything with reverence. So, everything is nothing but the manifestation of God, and therefore, everything is reverential. And that is the vision that we have to get. It is not only enough to know that the self is complete, it is necessary to know that the whole universe is God. Therefore, it is Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma. Upanishad says, Sarvam Khaluidam Brahma. Idam Sarvam. All of this creation is indeed Brahman. It is God. And that is the vision that we have to acquire. And when can it be? It is. The point was that the cause must manifest in the effect. If you say Brahman is the material cause of the universe, then we should see Brahman everywhere. Just as in the clay is the material cause of the part, we should see clay wherever the part is. So also the Brahman is the material cause of the universe. We should see Brahman everywhere. Yes, we do. What is Brahman? Satchidanandam. Existence, awareness, fullness. Ananda. And we find in every object, asti, bhati, priyam, nrupam and nama. That every object has a name and form and it is asti, bhati, priyam. What is asti, bhati, priyam? Satyam, gyanam, anandam. Or sat, chit, ananda. That alone is Brahman. And therefore, as existence, Brahman is everywhere. As intelligence, Brahman is everywhere. So Brahman is everywhere as existence. Brahman is everywhere as intelligence. Brahman is everywhere as that inherent attractiveness. So Brahman which is intelligent, existence, intelligence, and attractiveness or ananda is present everywhere. So even when you say that Brahman is a material cause and if you want to see how the material cause pervades the effect completely then we do find that Brahman pervades the universe completely because everywhere, everything in the universe exhibits asti, bhati and priyam and that is Brahman and therefore Brahman is everywhere. And we'll find that the name and form which is called the creation really is a projection appearance 
It is one Astivhadri Priyam alone that appears as the whole universe of the names and forms. So this is the vision of Vedanta. When they discuss what we call Tatpada or Brahma or God, then the vision of Vedanta is that God and the whole universe is nothing but so in, even Purusha Suktam says, Sabhumim Vishwato Vrtva, having pervaded the whole universe from all the sides. So as Asti Bhati Priyam, it pervades the entire universe. Every object comes out from existence, it remains in existence, goes back into existence. You see what the scientists discover when they keep on splitting an atom and particle, keep on splitting, they find that it just disappears from the side, meaning it just resolves into what we call pure existence. And of every object can we say to be qualified existence. And it goes back into existence. It came from existence, it remains as qualified existence and resolves back into existence. Therefore, nothing is apart from existence, nothing is apart from intelligence, nothing is apart from priyatvam or attractiveness. Therefore, everything has its pratishta, has its basis in Brahman. That's why we say that Brahman alone is both the efficient as well as the material cause. <clears throat> okay. Om Puranamadaf Puranamidam Puranat Puranamudachyade Puranasya Puranamadaya Puranameva Vashishyade Om Shanti 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 Shankaram Shankaracharyam Keshavam Badarayanam Sutra Bhashya Krutau Vande Bhagavantau Punaf Punaha Ishvaro Gururatmevi Murti Veda Vibhagine Vyavumavadvyapta Dehaya Dakshina Murtaye Namaha Om Shanti 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 Hari Om Shri Gurubhyo Namaha Hari Om